We're tired, so we don't have an intro. But we do have a show. It's The Machine on episode 113 of Have You Seen? Hello, everybody. Humans and machines alike. Welcome to episode 113 of Have You Seen? Uh, I'm Kieran, definitely a human, Lefort. Uh, and at the other end of the table is Tom, possibly a machine, not sure, Webb. I think I'm too lazy to be a machine. I was going on your robotic delivery. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, we're reviewing The Machine, which is a quite highly lauded, low-budget British sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, as pitched to us by our own boss. Yes. Which was fun. Um, I'm just checking that we're actually recording. We are actually recording, <laughs> which is nice. Um, so, I should read. Uh, I should probably read Zara's email. Okay. That's how she... There's strange noises going on outside. Oh, I think it's someone using the facilities. Oh. That's what happens when your submersible is built close to the facilities. <laughs> yeah. So, last week, no, scrap that. Let's go for last episode. Yes. Several weeks ago. Sorry about that. Was it several weeks? No, two weeks. It's at least two weeks. At least two weeks, yeah. yeah. Uh, Zara said, oh, hi there. The Machine is a real gem of a film. To give you a general flavour, take Blade Runner, Terminator and Moon, simmer for 90 minutes and serve with popcorn. Although I haven't watched it again since, here is what has stayed with me. It intelligently captures a fresh angle on humanity versus AI. It's beautifully shot. Katie Lotz's performance is great. How the hell did they make it for under a million pounds? No, seriously, there are 400 VFX shots. I hope you like it. Cool. So that was it by way of the pitch. Not much yeah. plot in there. No. Um, do you have a decent recollection of the plot? Yeah, I can kind of re- recap it more in its sort of themes, really. Um, I would say you have um, lead Character played by Damien Lewis. He's no, it's not. It's Toby Stevenson. Toby you did Stevenson. this last time. I always time. get them so confused. Yeah, Damien Lewis is much more ginger. Yes, I know. But in that sort of lighting, it's difficult to I tell. I did actually note down, I could see how you could get confused. It's, I tell you what, Toby Stevens. Son? No. What? Isn't it Toby Stevens? I don't know. I'm, I'm, Toby, you talk, I'm going to IMDb. Toby, Toby Stevens. Son. Damien Lewis. Son. And... So, uh, Stephen Campbell Moore. Who? Is it Stephen Campbell Moore or Simon Campbell Moore? Stephen Campbell Moore. Campbell Campbell Campbell. Toby Stevens. Oh, crap, you're right. It's Toby yeah. Stevens. Right. They're all identical and interchangeable. Okay. Google image it. You'll see what I mean. They they all look the same. Who Campbell what? Hold on. This, requ- oh, this requires much manipulation. Right, so you can, see that, you can see the resemblance between Damien Lewis and, and, Toby, uh, Stevens. and Toby Stevens. Right, now, now Google... Uh, Stephen Campbell Moore. I think it's Stephen Campbell Moore. Stephen Campbell Moore. One moment. Ah, uh, yeah. Can you see it? Yeah, he's their version of the. Um... Oh, fuck. I can't remember <laughs> what the family's called. Not the Arquettes. No, the Thor guy. Oh, the Hemsworths. Yes. Yeah. He's. They have a. They have a third brother yes. that they never talk about and never <laughs> appears yeah. because he's just. Let's put it this way. He's just not as good looking as the others. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think Stephen Campbell Moore is he's, the Damien Lewis and Toby Stevens version of that, right, that okay, trio. Fine. Anyway, so Toby Stevens uh, is the, the lead character. He's a scientist and he works for the MOD uh, and um, his speciality is artificial intelligence and robotics. Um, he is effectively commissioned by the MOD to build a intelligent humanoid 
robot soldier. Yes. Effectively a Terminator. Yeah. Um, but will have the capability to think and to act independently without command. Um, to learn. To learn. Effectively. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what AI is, obviously. And um, oh, yeah. the, the kind of the, 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 the subplot to that is his motivation is not because he's interested in war, but because he has a daughter with a degenerative disease mm. and he's effectively trying to work of a way of releasing her from the body that traps her. Yes. Uh, and that's his sort of motivation, but the only way he can get the effectively limitless resources he needs is to work for the government. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Dennis Lawson playing his boss and being quite evil and nasty. <laughs> And <clears throat> I quote, Dennis Lawson is an evil motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he, he really is. Yeah. Yes. Um, in fact, I think I might go as far as say he's possibly my favourite performance. Uh, he was. He was mine, yeah. for sure. Um, and then, uh, is it Katie Lotts? Katie Lotts. Katie yes. Lotts. Who people might know from Arrow. Yeah, she plays um, two roles, effectively. Mm. Um, she starts off as a... a, a a uh, a scientist that Toby Stevens recruits to help him. Yes, yeah, she's built an AI that yeah. has uh, come the closest to passing the Turing test. Yes, um, and then does later on. Yeah, it does. A yeah. subsequent version then passes. Yeah. And um, but what they do is they use her. They they take molds of her body and they use her as the prototype for the uh, he, you know his uh, his machine basically. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of basically the overriding story. Yes. Um, there are also soldiers who are missing limbs and other body parts who have mm-hmm. in, uh, implants of various types that renders yeah. them incapable of speech. Yes. Um, but they can talk to each other in what turns out to be Farsi. Right. Um, which is then kind of scrambled. Yeah. Uh, so they have their own machine speak with which they communicate. Yeah. Um, and they're like they're Dennis Lawson's stormtroopers. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. There's there's yeah. a there's a chief one that's a woman with a half shaved head. Yes, uh, who thinks it's a good idea to be head of security in high heels for most of the <laughs> film for some reason. Um, and what else? There's a bloke who's had his arms cut off who gets yeah um, replacement prosthetic limbs. Yeah. Limbs. Uh, well, nobody turns on a light in this film. I noticed. No, it's it's dark. It's very dark. Yeah. Um, did you like it? Right. I would say, overall, I thought it was a really, really good film. Right. But I had an issue with it. Okay. Um, I, I liked the story. Mm. I liked the plot. I quite liked the characters. I liked the way it was shot. Mm. I thought it looked stunning. And the visual effects are incredible. Oh, there are there are effects in this one million pound movie that are better than pretty much anything yeah. with a nine figure budget. Yeah. There, I mean, there is. Oh, yeah. It is. Utterly Particularly the, the robot birth sequence where you first get to meet yeah. Ava the machine. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there is there, one of the things, one of the moments that really I thought was incredible was when she's dancing mm. and the inside of her body is effectively glowing. Yes. And it wasn't the fact that she was just moving about. It was the fact she was rotating, mm. which is one of the hardest things to map 
in 3D oh, well, space really isn't I was it? I was trying to work it out I think they would have a they'd have a, a 3D rig as well right to go with it so they they, they would build the character and yeah. match, match match it, it. to her right. movements gotcha. and overlay them and yeah. fiddle about like composite that composite them after mm, yeah. yes um yeah so utterly stunning the thing that I really 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 didn't like mm. was the script and the dialogue the dialogue is pretty bad yeah and I and well in places, the dialogue is pretty bad. Yeah. It goes all Basil Exposition. Very for... much so. Yeah, I was going to say, it feels to me like it's a first draft. It could have used another or a, pass. Or a second draft, and yeah. it could have done like three or four. Uh, but overall, I, you know, I love the themes. It's my kind of film. And mm. I was just I just found the dialogue really pulled me out, mm. which uh, was really frustrating, actually. Mm. Overall, I was disappointed. Right, okay. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in there. But right. I felt it faltered a lot as it went on. Okay. Um, and to be honest, I lost—I kind of lost track of what was going on. Right. Um, okay. And wasn't that interested in any of the characters. Okay. Um, Dennis Lawson puts in the best performance. Yeah. Of the whole lot. Yeah. Um, and he get he gets the best the best lines. Yeah. In it, I yeah. think. Um, well, <laughs> particularly in that sequence where where the. Born is the only way to describe what they do with that robot yeah. to create it. Yeah. Um, so the robot kind of appears, pops yeah. out, is created, um, and she's talking to uh, she's talking to Toby Stevens' character Vincent, mm. and she says, "I don't want to hurt you, Vincent." And Dennis Lawson just replies, "Is that binding? Because we'll want her to hurt quite a few people eventually." Yeah. Exactly. And there's another bit later on where they're talking about emotions with her, and yeah. she says, "I've never been angry," <laughs> and Lawson just goes, "Oh, let's make it angry." Yeah. See, he got really good lines, mm. and I, I think part of the problem was the fact that Toby Stevens was dealing with a lot of exposition, which meant he couldn't really yes. perform a lot. Mm. Do you know? So there were scenes where he should have been, you know, giving it the full beans with the emotion and and really kind of expanding his character. But he was. But just he has to tell everybody to, the plot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which was a real shame. Can we also talk about the soundtrack that's been transported here from 1986? See, I quite like that. I thought it was awful. Really? And as is typical with low-budget British films, yeah. they seem to think they have to use all of the score that was delivered for fear of offending the composer. Right. Well, I'm going to offend the composer. Right. It's shit. Right. Um, I, see, I quite just, like it. There's just non-stop music in places that don't need music. And yeah. it's bad music as well. It's right. awful, awful synth. Yeah. It just, it just got on my tits the whole way through. Yeah. I quite liked it because it was a, th- you know, it's a throwback to sort of Blade Runner and that kind of style movie. And which beyond the, the black rainbow, well, yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 which is also a pile of turd. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I mean, I like that. I like that sort of style. Um, another thing that wound me up is it then becomes, for no real reason, um, a big battle within the facility. Yeah, in some of the worst shot and cut action I've seen in so long. Yeah. Um, there's a particular section where um, she's supposed to get hit in the head with a fire extinguisher, yeah. which they accomplish in two shots, yeah. and both of them look dreadful. <laughs> and they just put a big clang sound effect across the cut yeah. and hope you won't notice. I wonder if that's when, when time was running out. Possibly. Katie Lotz does three martial arts, mm. um, and it's all shot and cut so badly you can't tell. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have known no. that particularly. Um it's made especially bad because I've been watching a load of um, uh, Eric Jacoba stuff on YouTube the same day. Have you ever seen oh, any of that? The stunt people? 
No. Okay. So. He's made a, he he makes very creative martial arts based short films. Right. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, for a significantly smaller budget than this, and mm. uh, much better. Um, yeah, and that just that, mm, I don't know. It that that whole thing really let it down. Right. Um, I don't know what else. Mm, I just end up writing down the things I don't like, which is bad. Yeah. There's good stuff in it, yeah, but I don't think it so. lived up to its potential. It's a right. victim. It's a victim of its own budget, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Um, it is, yeah. I mean, I think I'd agree. I mean, I I think I, I liked... think it's only saved and got released because of the quality of the VFX shots. Yeah. And, because you know, if they had been within budget as well, this yeah, would have gone that, nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Very much so. It is. I think it's definitely worth watching just to see. What is possible? <laughs> Just to see what you can get ILM to do for free. Oh, exactly. Yeah, because I mean that's how they did, they did it, and it was they sold them on the concept of the movie. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, 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 you know, there's a there's a lot of stuff I like about it, but for me, it's just it was the script, particularly the dialogue. Mm. And then it ends sadly as well because the robots want to play together, and Vincent gets left <laughs> yeah, on his own. Yeah, he's just standing there, he's like, oh, all right. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um. Oh, I'm going to jump from the end right back to the beginning. Right. Okay. When he gets attacked by uh, a an implanted soldier yeah. or a man with, as I put oh, it, yes, yeah, right a bloke with a chunk of his fucking head missing. <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah. his, that's the first shot. Yeah. Um, who grabs a pen, the sharpest pen in the world, <laughs> yeah. and starts stabbing people to death with a biro. Yeah. Well, he's supposed to be strong, isn't he? That's, I suppose so. He's yeah. amped up on whatever it is. They're giving him. Although I did, I did like stuff. the conceit of um, he's trying to uh, Vince is trying to shut him down using the touchscreen, yes, and, and can't because his fingers right. are slipping in his own blood. Yes, I, I really like. I thought that was a really neat touch because mm. it just made me think of the time you're walking along in the rain and you can't use your iPhone. So we're going one thumb up from you and one thumb down from me. Yes, and I, to be honest, I think um, you have to give one thumb up at least to any any film that can use the phrase "fuggly munter." Yes, <laughs> that was the one bit of dialogue I the did Turing, like. Actually, the the Turing test scenes are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I I think, like I say, with reservation about the dialogue, I did enjoy it. I, I thought it was good. Okay, okay. Well, we shall move on to listen to correspondence. Right. In our last episode, we reviewed "For the Bible Tells Me So." Yes. A documentary about, well, religion and sexuality yeah. Yeah. and uh, the relationship the between the two. The co-opting of uh, religious texts yeah. to uh, reinforce something that may or may not be true. Yes. So, I, for the hell of it, when I uploaded the show, yeah. uh, I was looking for an image to, to, go on, uh, to go on our site to represent the show. Right. Um, and I came across the movie's official website. Right. And there's a little section on there that says, contact the filmmakers. Right. So for a giggle, I did. <laughs> right. And said, we've reviewed your movie. Here's <laughs> right. the link. Okay. And then the director wrote back. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this is the third director wow, uh, of cool. films on this show. Yeah. Uh, what was it? What Juan the of the Dead. Uh, Juan of the Dead and the... Um, the documentary about uh, the um, Mormon... The Mormon Video Editors, yeah. yes. Mormon Video Rental Services, Inc. Yes. What's the name of that film? Oh, God, I can't remember. That's really bad. Yeah. Um, we could just pretend we have remembered and edited it in. Yeah, if we could remember what it yeah, was. I can't remember what it is. Oh, what is it? Um, Anyways. Clear something. Is it clear something? 
Oh, no, you try and remember. Hang on, let me see if I can look it up. Okay. I'm going to read the brief email from uh, Daniel Carslake, director of For the Bible Tells Me So. That's cool. Hey, Kieran. Oh, just me. Thanks for the heads up. You guys are hilarious and very astute about which docs you like. Uh, I look forward to listening to more of your reviews. Best, Dan. P.S. I totally agree with you about the cartoon. Excellent. That's really cool. Yeah. I, it's, when, as soon as that email came in, I was just like, oh, did I, did I say anything nasty? <laughs> no, I don't think we said anything bad about that no, film at all, it actually. No, it was a great it's a very film. good documentary. Really good film. Um, while Tom is looking, I'm also going to find another piece of listener correspondence. We received Sebastian Mulder, which is a fantastic name, and I presume he is related to Fox Mulder. Tom's nodding. He must be. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, no, Clean Flicks. Okay, I got the name of the movie right. Not that Sebastian yeah. is related to Fox. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he sent us a message on Facebook, which says, just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your podcast while I commute from home to work. A three-hour and 20-minute journey every day. Jesus. I assume that's round. That's there. I would hope it's a round trip. Because if that's just there, yeah. then back, that's That's, that's not worth it. No. No. <laughs> Move. Yeah. Um, uh, episode 90 to 111, and then started from the beginning. Wow. So he's now here uh, at when he sent this, uh, he was back up to episode seven. Right. Okay. Not doing too bad. No. Have started watching several movies you reviewed, like Sharknado 2. Wow. I will not be watching Sharknado's one or three. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Primer, a great movie, although I went away from it with a completely different thought about it than you guys did. The baddie main guy goes to France, decides to create a larger time machine. I'm wondering if discussion on this movie is still open. Discussion on Primer is always open. Yeah, in, on any film we've covered. Even if it is Sharknado 2. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, if there's anything you've seen or anyone anyone has seen that we've covered and you want to say something about it or disagree with us or agree with us, then send us an email. Let I, us know. Yes, I will read out a whole list of ways you can contact us, yeah. as I have for the past 111 shows, <laughs> 112 shows, shows yeah. um, at the end. Um I need to rewatch Primer. I haven't watched it for a while. No, I haven't watched it for a while either. Still on uh, Netflix. Mm. I saw it pop up. I might have day. packed my DVD in easy to get to entertainment when uh, right. when I moved house. So um uh and Sebastian ends by saying um he's off to watch Rubber next. Oh nice. Then we d- uh, we definitely want to hear what you think of Rubber. Okay. So it's time for I think a new segment related to listener correspondence. Okay. For some reason, the Have You Seen email account yeah. receives a titanic amount of spam that does not go directly to the spam folder. Yes. And I would like to read some of the things <laughs> we are offered in headlines, okay. in go subject lines of the email. So I'm just going to scroll up from uh, from where Daniel's email landed and uh, see if any of these appeal to you. Touch fire case and. Right. Hey, what? Touch fire case and. Okay. Yep. Rate officer. <laughs> be active brace. Is sciatic back pain keeping you down? <laughs> Home solar savings. Discreet affair. <laughs> Give yourself the gift of sex on Valentine's Day. <laughs> that kind of defeats the object of Valentine's Day, doesn't it? Well, you can, <laughs> you can give sex to yourself anytime you like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Podcast billing and coding Certified nursing assistant education The walk-in tub podcast The walk-in tub podcast Yes 
Oh, it thinks our name is podcast. It's like they're advertising yeah. walk-in tubs. Pubs. Two yes. podcasts. Two right. podcasts, yes. Brilliant. Label maker podcast. GMO information. Milk worse than smoking? Probably not. <laughs> no, I doubt that. Amazon coupons. Dr. Trim. Diabetes assistance. <laughs> diabetes assistance. That's what it says. Scandal. Diabetes cover-up exposed. Right. Nitroxin. Get back your youth. Uh, replacement window podcast <laughs> stealth attraction this video makes women want you oh dear oh. any other good ones easy loans oh discreet affair like us they keep sending us loads <laughs> clinical research opportunities get LASIK before it's too late that milk one keeps coming back up as well <laughs> apparently milk is very dangerous yep oh well I hope we get some really good ones. Oh, and healthier choices. White kidney beans are clinically proven to help lose weight. Right. There we go. White kidney beans may not be clinically proven to help lose weight. Please ignore anything you may have heard on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So with that out of the way, shall we do some pitches? Yes. I've been talking for a long time. Would you like to talk? Yeah, sure. Okay. Go for it. All right. Um, ages ago, you pitched me uh, Little Miss Sunshine. I did. Uh, so I'm going to pitch you uh, a movie by the same people, uh, which came out last year called The Way Way Back. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, Something I've been meaning to watch and is sitting in my Netflix queue, I think. Yeah, I um, yeah, I, I think I watched it uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, really, really enjoyed it. I watched it as a part of a double bill, that and uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh-huh. And I both Which I was going to pitch you till I found out you'd watched <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, um, and I really enjoyed both of them, actually. Mm. Um but the way way back is about a um, it's about a shy fourteen year old, uh, and he's going on summer vacation with his uh, mother and her new overbearing boyfriend, and they're going to his summer house, uh, uh, and he has lots of friends there, and it's kind of about how uh, this kind of young fourteen year old started to deal with this relationship between his mother, a relationship. Relationship, yeah, between <laughs> uh the his mum and this new new man. Uh and also just being a teenager. Hmm. Um the uh young boy is played by a young guy called Liam James. Uh the mother's played by Tony Collette. The uh new boyfriend is played by Steve Carell. Uh, playing somewhat against type. Um, their next door neighbour is played by Alison Janney. Uh, her daughter is played by Anna Sophia Robb, uh, who's the same sort of age as the mm, young boy. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, Sam Rockwell as the local water park owner um, who befriends uh, the young, guy, uh, young kid, Duncan, mm. um, and becomes his kind of life coach. Mm. as it were um it's a really really great film i don't think it's as out laugh out loud funny as uh little miss sunshine was mm-hmm. it's not quite as as full-on it's a bit more gentle and subtle than that it's a bit mm. more of a drama um but it's it's very very good it's really really well written it's brilliantly performed um it's uh yeah it, it was just a, one of those uh sort of really good sort of solid dramas with a bit of humor and mm. you know it's um yeah it's kind of like little miss sunshine but not not quite as full-on as it okay. were um 
so I think I think you'll you'll enjoy it. Nobody's dead granddad in the boot. No, no, okay. he's not quite as as kind of as silly and as absurd as that. Um, yeah, it's kind. Of, I guess it's kind of a, a coming of age story. Okay. Predominantly. Um, yeah. And some of those just, fare well on this show. Some don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's worth watching it just just for the performances alone, really. So okay, hopefully okay. you'll enjoy it. I will have a, a Blu-ray for you for tomorrow. Lovely. Well. I'm going from sci-fi to sci-fi. All right. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, cool. Uh, this is something else I've wanted to watch. Excellent. Good. So, at some point in the future, yeah. and aliens have invaded. Right. Tom Cruise is a military officer with little to no field experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's essentially the handsome face of the military that gets trotted out on TV whenever the news needs a soundbite. Right. Through a series of unfortunate circumstances, some of which involve Brendan Gleeson, uh, he ends up on the battlefield in control of a mechanised exoskeleton. Right. And dies. Right. And wakes up again at the beginning of the same day. Okay. So it's sci-fi Groundhog Day. Yeah. So it's, it's Groundhog Day meets Halo. Right. Okay. Um, uh, as Cruz tries to use this new power to find the Angel of Verdun, also known as oh, the right. Full Metal Bitch. Okay. Uh, a rock-hard female warrior who's handed the alien force its only defeat so far and figure out how she did it. Okay. Interesting. Um, it's... <laughs> uh, it got its title changed when it was released yeah. on uh, uh, on Home Entertainment. It yeah. became Live, Die, Repeat. Yes. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah, which uh, was the uh, tagline for the theatrical release. Right. I, I think they were just trying to make the point. It's a time travel movie. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it had a different title before that as well because <laughs> right. it's adapted from a Japanese novel called All You Need Is Kill. Oh, okay. Um, it cost $178 million. Wow. And it took a hundred million in the US, and it's considered a flop, despite taking a further two hundred and sixty-nine million elsewhere in the world. Wow! So, so it made a movie a that is... of over a hundred million, and it's still a flop. Yeah, but um, the production, the distributor, put a hundred million into the advertising campaign, so it cost two hundred and seventy-eight million overall. Right. So it only made. But even with even then making almost million. half a billion dollars worldwide cumulatively, yeah, it's still a flop. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Or an underperformer, at least. Yeah. Um, just ridiculous. At the start of principal photography, it would take Tom Cruise 30 minutes to get his suit on, his right. mech suit on, and another 30 to take it off. Right. He eventually got that down to 30 seconds. Jesus. <laughs> um, and my favourite fact about this film, yeah. Jeremy Piven was added in reshoots and then cut out of the final version. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Amazing. I like I liked a lot of things about this. There are things I don't like, and we'll cover those next week as well. Sure. But I like Tom Cruise's performance. He's not right. just the action guy from the get go. So okay, it's not like cool. uh, it doesn't open. It's not Ethan Hunt, right? Or Robot Jack Warrior. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, he starts as he starts as a bit of a coward, to be honest, right? And a bit of a smarmy prick, right? Okay. Um, and undergoes a transformation as the film goes on. Yeah. It's always nice when you watch a Tom Cruise movie and you remember he can act. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's like, cause you, he does run. You'll be pleased to know he does <laughs> right. run. Right. Because you do kind of forget when you when you he trots out some of the action movies that are a bit by numbers. Yeah. You know, and then you watch something like Rain Man and you're like, oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um uh Emily Blunt is uh okay. what's her name? Uh Rita Vratasky. The only character to retain her name from the novel. Mm. Um and she's the angel yeah, she's the angel for Dunn. Okay. Uh she's very good as well. Uh, I think I've only seen her in Adjustment Bureau. I thought she was very good in that. That's a disappointing film. See, I really liked it. Mm. I really liked it. What was it? 
it's like a light version of something else and then even lighter. It's like you can't get lighter than the Adjustment Bureau. Right. I thought it was really nice. I thought it was quite a nice... I, what I thought it was, I thought it was a really nice kind of romantic movie that was kind of almost founded in this sort of sci-fi world. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it on a plane. I might watch it again at some point, but it's kind of like... Oh, I feel it's a... a movie that was found in the editing. Right. It maybe... really had that feel to me when I watched it. Like, they um, didn't really know what it was going maybe on. Maybe you saw something that was chopped. Maybe. For flights. Maybe. Um, I've got the Blu-ray if you want to borrow it. Okay. What else do I like about this film? Not that film, this film. Um, the alien monster is kind of new and different. Okay. It's not your standard bipedal right. war machine. Okay. Um, there's a vein of very dark humour surrounding Cruz's character's need to keep dying over and over again right. and finding finding ways and reasons to keep killing him. Right. Um, uh, the action fulfills all the criteria from a summer blockbuster, uh, but unlike a lot of summer blockbusters, it's still easy to follow. Okay. Uh, and I also think it's smarter than the average blockbuster as well, but still the exciting roller coaster it needs to be. Okay. That's good. I don't know why people didn't go and see it. What was it up against? Uh, I think it came out at the same time as something, or within know. a couple of weeks of something big. I do not know. How do I find out what was released the same weekend? Launching film. Oh, really? Yeah. Do I have to? I was <laughs> going to look at... No, well, it was less of a problem here. It's more about in the US, isn't it? I, uh, yeah, I guess, I suppose. But, well, I mean, we'll we'll know roughly what films are around that time because they would have been released in the US around the same time, wouldn't they? Uh, I'm going to see if Box Office Mojo will tell me. All right. Because it, well, it came out last year, didn't it? What were the big blockbusters that came out last year? I can't remember. It, was, it wasn't the same... Was it against a Marvel film? Possibly. Um, was it against Captain America Winter Soldier? Also possibly. That's a pretty decent film you'll never watch. No, I watched it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Unimpressed? Um, I thought it was much better than the first one. Oh, yes. Anything's better than the first Captain America. A load. Yeah. Um, I thought it would... I would have... Well... I thought that that film was what Avengers should have been. Okay. Um... But then I don't I don't get all the the rules of you know why they, why they call some people and don't call others and, and why some well, people are not. Um, yeah. It came, oh, okay. It was okay. Uh, it was <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. was crushed to the tune of twenty million dollars in its opening weekend. Right. by the Fault in Our Stars. Really? Yeah. And it it opened third because Maleficent was in its second week as well. What date was that? Uh, That would be the weekend of June the 6th to the 8th, 2014. Uh, Right, and it's right in the middle of the summer as well, isn't it? Guess what else was still on release? X-Men Days of Future Past, Million Ways to Die in the West, Godzilla, um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was still out. Right. And all of those... Captain America Winter Soldier was still in its 10th week and still making money. Yeah. So, I mean, with the exception of Captain America, all of the others... Were were underperformers, but I can imagine that they would have all incrementally taken away from the yeah. dire repeat. Yeah, you know, no no single one of them would have swept it out of the way, but they would have all taken a little bit. Good Do you know man. what I mean? Fault in Our Stars took forty eight million dollars in its opening weekend on right. a budget of twelve. Wow. Yeah, that is because of the book, I guess, isn't it? I guess so. So there we go. Mm. Interesting. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, Live die repeat. 
Edge of Tomorrow, whatever it's called, as opposed to uh, Fault in Our Stars. I'm not that bothered about seeing that. <laughs> Nor am I, really. I that was oh that was spectacularly ruined for me while I was at the checkout in in uh, Tesco's. Yeah. Uh, in the most brilliant way. Uh, I won't reveal it just in case our listeners want to listen, want to watch it. Tell you what. Well, uh, you at the end right. after I've played the music. Okay. At the end, you can uh, you can do your story. Okay, fine. All right. And uh, yeah, okay, it can be that. a bonus for uh, uh, for okay. people Anyone who, who to want to hear a funny yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. But so let's get to that music via way of plugs and thanks. Right. So if you have seen Edge of Tomorrow, Lift I Repeat, All You Need Is Kill, or whatever it was that Tom pitched me, The Way Way Back. Yeah, The Way Way Back. You can let us know on Twitter at HYS Podcast. On Facebook, facebook.com slash haveyouseenpodcast. The website is haveyouseen.net and the email is podcast at haveyouseen.net. We say this every episode, but we also have a YouTube channel that we don't use. <laughs> YouTube.com slash podcast. Hmm. So if you want to see what we look like in full motion, if you want to watch an hour of the... Uh, what are you laughing? Stilted awkwardness. Stilted awkwardness <laughs> that is uh, the live video episode 100, yeah. uh, which all things considered I think was a success. Yeah, I think it was actually. Despite, yeah. you know... I think I think I think technical can... fuck uppery and us appearing on yeah. screen for an hour. If we do it again, I think we can definitely do it better. Yeah, I think we can as well. Yeah. We like episode one hundred, obviously. Yeah. And all the other episodes, because they're all brilliant. Mm. They're all varying degrees of brilliance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um we like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly if new show posts. We like retweets on Twitter, again, especially if new show tweets. We like reviews and ratings on iTunes, and we like your pitches for new films and reviews of stuff we've covered. And if you just fancy writing to us, really. Yeah. Thank you to everybody for listening, especially if you've done any of those things. Thank you to Upbeat Productions. Upbeat what? <laughs> I don't know. Upbeat Productions uh, for continuing to let us into the submersible and not lock us out. Mm. Uh, thank you to Rob, the submersible manager, for keeping the submersible managed. Yeah. I hope he's having a nice time on his holiday, away oh. from managing the submersible, and we'll try not to wreck it. Yeah. Thank you to Alexia Marm for his technical expertise, and thank you to Nicola, the social media manager, for managing the social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're now going to play our outro music yeah. uh, after which Tom is going to tell us a funny story about Thought in Our Stars <laughs> if you don't want that film ruined for you I don't care I'm never going to watch it <laughs> yeah, um, feel free to listen on if not we shall see you in uh, one, two, three or maybe four weeks <laughs> yeah. uh, when we talk about Edge of Tomorrow and The Way Way Back cool hear the music Right, so tell us about how you got Fault in Our Stars ruined for so you. So we, we stand, I was at the cash out, like the little self-service till, mm. and there were two women that worked at the supermarket chatting, and one of them was just like, oh, I went to the cinema the other night. She said, oh, right, what did you see? I saw that Fault in Our Stars. Oh, I, I couldn't watch that. It looks too sad. I couldn't watch that. And I went, it's all right. She didn't die. He does. was <laughs> 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 so, Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. I was just like, excellent. How could you like? And it was like, not even she didn't even think that, you know, she might persuade this woman to go and see it. She just flat out <laughs> spoiler, you know. And I thought, oh, there you go. I'm uh, thankfully not in not interested in in watching it. Although Shailene Woodley is a very good actress, mm. I think. Uh, you know, I think she's going to do really really well if she picks the right films. Well, if she picks ones that uh, do $48 million in their opening weekend, well, I yeah. think she's going to do all right. Yeah, trouble. She picked that and then she picked Divergent. So, swings and roundabouts at the moment. Indeed. Yeah. 
So that was it. I don't know if that was very funny or not. It's funny enough. I laughed. Good. Hopefully somebody else did too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll 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 be back when we're back. Uh, yeah. Let's end this podcast again. Bye. Bye. <laughs>